the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings, investment, and your retirement. And uh, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's what this show is all about, helping you plan for retirement, helping you manage for retirement, and, and, and really get you where you need to be. And so you stick with that philosophy of saving aggressively and investing conservatively. That's something people in in, in uh, Houston get. I mean, we're pretty much one of the top saving towns in the country. We're number four in the United States for saving money in 401ks. The only people ahead of us, I think, are, are San Francisco, uh, San Jose, and I believe Hartford. In uh, two two big tech towns, and also a uh, an insurance. So, you know, those guys tend to be more so. So we're really in pretty good shape. And and none of those other ones are a city as big as Houston. So that's really exciting. So it's going to be talking about that. But I wanted to touch base with the flooding. Uh, Kevin Charles, did you get mm-hmm. any flooding? Or? I actually got lucky. I'm in a good spot in Missouri City and I'm on high ground. So I didn't have any problems getting in or out of my neighborhood. The house is fine. But I know a lot of people have not been so lucky. No, it, it's been tough. I, I was talking to... Uh, uh, a couple of the people in the radio station, they had a real tough time getting mm-hmm. in on Tuesday. Right. And and we had to turn back from Austin Monday night, could not get into Houston because 71 was shut down. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, well, I'll just go north to 290. So we drive <laughs> all the way back to Austin, go up 290, up the toll road. And uh, which I'm sure I'm going to have to pay for now somehow. <laughs> and uh, and uh, went out 290 and 290 was, was flooded. So yeah. it was... And they weren't letting anybody come across, and so they were, we, I tried to go some back roads, and they're like, you know, there's like emergency vehicles running around all over yeah. the place. I'm like, there's no way across. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. it was like, uh, what was that movie, uh, the, day, the the one where they, you know, they go to China to, uh, is it the day after tomorrow? What was that one? I think there is one with that title or something close to that. Yeah, that was yeah. what it was. You know, it's okay. a, John Flood. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 and it's been really tough. I, I was talking to a friend of mine, and they were telling me they took their uh, BMW in for servicing, and they said they pull up, and it was there was like a line of flatbed trucks with BMWs. It looked like a parade. <laughs> oh, wow. And uh, there was hundreds of these things that have been wow. flooded. And, and so it's it's been pretty tough on a lot of people. Uh, the, look, the good news out of this is is – Texas, up until about two months ago, has been in a really severe drought. In parts of the state are in an extreme drought. Uh, 
And so it's pretty much eliminated the drought. And I was looking at some numbers up at Lake Travis, uh, and uh, the the numbers, Lake Travis has risen almost 35 feet in 30 days. Wow. And, and that's a lot. And, and it, it, it's up, it's around 664 feet. Uh, it, it's actually gone up 28 feet in the last seven days, and it's continuing to rise up there. Uh, it's still, it's at 60, uh, 664 feet. If you look, it's about 16 feet from uh, below full pool level, which is really, which, and this is a big deal because for, for companies, everyone from fracking, we need a lot of water for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the oil business uses a lot of water, uh, refineries, uh, factories. And, and so without water, we weren't going to see the growth in Texas. Uh, this gives us a big edge. We're now back up to full water capacity. And uh, we've got, uh, we've got a, uh, we're, we're in a place where we're starting to see growth. So if companies are looking to grow, they're not going to, if they're going to California, if they need water, they're likely not going to put the factories in because they're like, we might not be able to get the water. It's just, there's a water shortage. And so commerce need, <laughs> needs water. So if we can get that, uh, so this puts Texas back on track, particularly Austin and San Antonio, where companies just, you know, they were in a severe water problem out there. So this, uh, the good news is, is water is one of the key things out there that there's shortages of worldwide. And unfortunately, right now we have a surplus of water. But I, I but th- for long term, water means jobs. And now that, that we've eliminated this, uh, to me, that's a that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. And now, while it's a good thing. In that respect, a lot of people may be dipping into what they call their rainy day fund, though, and might be starting to deplete some savings trying to clean up and and repair. Well, yeah, and that's just it. And this is really difficult. And now's when you want to kind of manage your savings. You don't want to go too far into savings on the on the repairs. Whatever you do, don't let the the, the flood repairs halt your savings program. Sometimes it's better to borrow a little bit near term to pay to pay off the flooding and continuing to put money in your four hundred one k. Right. I want to remind you, we are taking calls today. If you would like to give us a call, seven one three 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 nine ten seventy seven one three 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 nine one zero seven zero. Ted would be happy to take your call. Uh, about especially about the flood for this particular segment, uh, whether it's affected you and maybe you've got questions about what you should do and and how you should approach this. What do you do if you can't dip into those savings or you don't have the savings to do? And what, yeah, what are your well, options? Yeah, it, and that that's the thing. And I noticed that we, <laughs> we've been uh, decided uh, uh, we've been declared a, a flood a flood disaster that the governor has and the president has. And so there, there's going to be money available for it, but it, it's it, it's particularly tough with a lot of homes. You've got a you know five percent or more uh, deductible, which which you know on your car is not that big of a deal. But when it's talking about a two three hundred thousand four hundred thousand dollar home, that starts adding up to mm-hmm. big big deductibles. And and that I mean it, little things. We we spent uh, Monday a Memorial Day mopping up uh, in my. Uh, in-laws place up at uh, Austin and uh, we just happened to be up there their vacation home and and fortunately for us because the we were able to kind of keep the water at bay and and that was just simply a case where the landscaping people had built up the uh, 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 up the the uh, berms so the water wouldn't drain from the from the gutters and, and mm-hmm. so it's really this is going to be a lot of problems we talked to people we've uh, that have been flooded out and uh, it, it's just been pretty difficult and so but again, you know, you just you get through it, and you don't want to hurt your savings program. Right. And the other thing you want to do is, 
Remember, we need this. And I will say this. We spent a ton of money on that flood control. Mm-hmm. I don't know what would happen if it hadn't had for that. We'd have been in bad shape. We'd have been in bad shape. <laughs> now, I believe that it would be also, a. we were talking about how the flooding could be a good thing. It could also be a big problem for those areas of Texas, especially around New Braunfels and those areas where, where they depend on those rivers for their, their summertime income and their economy. No, no, it's tough, but you got to look. I mean, those guys get those giant floods out there. Mm-hmm. Once every 20, 25 years, those things hit, and, and you should know you just can't. I don't know what people think when they when they do this type of stuff. Let's take a call from Roger. Hello, Roger? Yes, hi. You had a question for us. Yes, I did. Uh, I had some flood damage to my home, and uh, in order to repair it, I was considering borrowing from my 401K outside of the insurance cost. How can this hurt me, or can it? Well, if you keep it a short-term payout, a year or two, it's not too bad. I mean, a flood is kind of a really difficult thing. The, the thing the, the thing you got to be real careful of is you don't want to take too much money out of that, and, and you want to continue to keep your savings going. So, uh, and so, but it's not a bad way to do it. It is for an emergency, and this is one thing. But the, but the important thing is don't stop your putting money into the four hundred one k. Okay, and it Thanks. does put your it does put your savings plan behind to some extent, and, and this is something a lot of people don't think. I, I tell you one other thing that, that that we saw happen too is we've had people leave and be laid off from companies, and they have to pay off that that loan right away. And so this is something a lot of people haven't thought about. And so then they oftentimes don't have the money to take it out. And if that's the case, then it gets it's permanently taken out, and you get hit with the ordinary income plus a ten percent penalty. So kind of be cognizant of that and this is something a lot of people irregardless of a flood situation roger should remember with a a 401k plan loan okay well thank you very much good, good, good luck with it but that that would be try to minimize the amount you take out thanks roger the uh, number to call once again 713-339-1070 uh don't forget you can go to the website too and uh, sign up for the newsletter and get all the information delivered directly into your email it's uh, maxoutsavings.com just spell it out m-a-x-o-u-t savings.com yeah and i want to kind of build upon that actually as we're talking it just reminds me of this is kind of a big deal out there with 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 loans there's a lot of job changes in houston right now a lot of fluidity, layoffs, people switching jobs. And if you have a 401k loan, you have to understand that if you leave the company, you have to pay off the loan typically. Right. And there are big tax ramifications if you don't. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes <laughs> you can go get a loan at the bank and then pay it off. And that's usually the best thing because you don't want to be paying ordinary income plus the 10%. Right. That's a pretty big penalty. Let's take a call from Brian. Hello, Brian. You had a question for us. I have almost the exact same circumstance as the guy that just called. My question is, I just got an application for a, a low-interest credit card with no interest for the first year, and I've got what looks about, like about seven or $8,000 in repairs that are not going to be covered by my home insurance, and I'm wondering if, you know, if that is the way to go. You know, uh, uh, I think I can get approval on this pretty quick. I'm just wondering if that makes more sense than borrowing out of my 401k. Yeah, it does. That actually is probably a little better way to go and because and, and you're not going to pay interest, uh, that much interest on it, and you can hopefully pay it back pretty quickly. Look, there's not many reasons to take on debt. One of them is, is, is a home 
maybe an automobile because it's a big payment. Uh, and the other one is is something like a, an emergency, a healthcare emergency, or a flooding emergency. And so, so Brian, I think that's a pretty good way to to go with that versus the the four hundred one k. The advantage to the four hundred one k plan is they typically have lower interest rates. But if you can get that low interest rate credit card, that's a better deal. Well, this one's offering no interest for the first year, and then I think they go up to like twelve percent in the second year if there's any balance. Well, and that's what. Where that works the best is if you pay it off pretty quickly. Maybe just put a pretty hard set to get it paid off very quickly. Yeah, I just wasn't. I wasn't expecting it. This, I mean, I guess like everybody else, and I also wasn't expecting to find out you know, that this deductible would be so. Anyway, yeah, yeah. no, it, okay. it, it's it's a little higher than people think. It's it, they don't realize. You know, people when they think deductible or five percent, they it, they typically don't go. They they tend to think in the in the realm of deductible for. For car insurance, which is what they're used to, and they're often not used to deductible on homes. Right. Good call. Thanks, Brian. Thanks. So what does Max Out Savings recommend you do as you look forward to the future? You're, you're talking about taking savings out maybe now to fix what's happened, but what do you plan for the future for the next time something like well, this happens? You, you, this is what you should have an emergency fund. And it's hard. I mean, some of the numbers is, is oh, I think it's 50 60% of the people don't even have $1,000 in the bank. And, and and so this is this is a, it's very hard for most people to save money, and this is why we just really talk so much in this show is, is about saving money in your four hundred one k plan because that's the real key to building up the wealth, and that's what most people can do because it's extraordinarily difficult, for particularly lower income people, mm-hmm. to save money. And, and so the, the if if you're in lower or medium income, the the four hundred one k plan is a godsend. It is the biggest way people are making money, and it's the biggest wealth generator in the country. And don't let anybody tell you differently. So. Now we're coming up here on on a break. Couple things I wanted to touch base on. Uh, we we sent out a, a newsletter. Uh, we send out a newsletter once a month talking about everything from common four hundred one k mistakes to why the investment banks were going to fail in oh seven. It, uh, it, we, we actually wrote about it starting in, in January, July of 07. We wrote about the coming perfect storm in the, in the financial markets. Uh, in, in December or November of 07, we wrote that the investment banks were going to fail. Uh, we thought some of them, there could be a failure or two, and we laid out the case that it was the debt. I mean, we, we do a lot of work in this type of stuff. Uh, we write about tax changes. We write about how much you can put away in your in your four hundred one k, your IRAs, and in the max out savings plan. A lot of good stuff. Inheritance tips. Uh, some of the dangers and the pitfalls of the difference between having a uh, a, a stock account in in a, a joint with right of survivorship, with because that often over uh, will overdo the will, and people forget about this stuff. And so we put a lot of good stuff in the max out savings report. Our most recent one, we talk about how you can how two, three quarters of the country are are now collecting Social Security at 62, even though they don't realize every year they wait, it goes up 8%. We talk about that in the Max Out Savings Report. I put a lot of stuff in there so we can help people out. So just go to the website and sign up for the free Max Out Savings Report. And if you're coming out of retirement, if you're changing jobs, you want to roll over your IRA, uh, your 401k, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're value investors in the stock and bond market and manage retirement money. So if you need some help, uh, go to the website at maxoutsavings.com, and you can also sign up for a, uh, a sit-down with me. Uh, we're in Houston, Texas. This is not some national franchise running infomercials all over the country. The Max Out Savings Show is here in Houston. We've been doing the show for over a decade, and uh, 
We're local, and I'll sit down with you. So if you need some help, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and at least sign up for that free newsletter. We'll be right back after this quick break. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 1010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's solid advice from Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors, and he shares it with you every Saturday when the Max Out Savings Show airs at 10 a.m. on AM 1070, The Answer. Ted's method calculates risk as well as return to actively manage your investments in today's changing markets. Max Out Savings Advisors uses a finely tuned value analysis strategy designed to manage and mitigate risk to prepare and escort you through retirement. Listen to the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka Saturdays at 10 a.m. on AM 1070, The Answer. This is Hugh Hewitt for the townhall.com Weekend Journal. In seemingly schizophrenic Ireland, where abortion remains illegal, same-sex marriage wins big. Dennis Prager takes a reality check. You assume that the next generation will carry on your values because you did. And the presumptive Democratic presidential candidate has painted herself into yet another corner. Can Clintonian rules of engagement keep Hillary alive for another 18 months? But will you uh, demand it? Will you well, demand I, it? Well, it's, they're not mine. They belong to the State Department. Meanwhile, as the administration bobs and weaves and feigns that everything's under control, Islamic State's apocalyptic march through Iraq continues. The United States adopted a strategy uh, that cannot win. So it embarked on a war that it could only lose. All this and more. Don't miss it. Fast, engaging, insightful. TheTownHall.com Weekend Journal. TheTownHall.com Weekend Journal. TheTownHall.com Weekend Journal. Sunday mornings at 6 on AM 1070. The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning, and welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking. It was sunny earlier. Now we're seeing a few clouds. It's, it's nice starting. this morning. you got to get up early to catch the sun in Houston. <laughs> uh, we're talking a, a couple things I wanted to really go over. On the Max Out Savings Report, we've been telling you for a number of months since late last year the economy was slow, and we laid out the case for it. And the cheerleaders in Washington and, and, and on CNBC have, just, have been assuring everybody that the economy is coming back in a little slow but but it, it was going to go up. Well, uh, we we had some numbers come out this week that were I, I think a pretty big deal. Uh, the they they came out with the revision for the for the first quarter U.S. GDP, which was it came in they were expecting point two percent, which was a pretty crummy number, point two percent growth. The number came in at negative point seven percent. And and to see the people on CNBC, it was like somebody just shot their dog over there. It, uh, you know, they were uh, they couldn't believe that the economy actually slowed down. And, and and so what what we what we have here is is a is a pretty interesting. And we've been saying it, it we're going to slow down. And we and we laid out the case. And, and here this is what 
everyone would have you to believe out there uh, with 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 the the, the negative GDP number is there was basically th- uh, two two reasons why, according to CNBC and according to uh, to the press, was the weather. It, we had snow in the first quarter of the year during winter, and it was snowed more than usual. So the snow people were shocked it snowed in winter, and they slowed down their spending. And then the other thing was the port strike out in L.A. was slowing down expenditures. And and so that was the reason. And this is a temporary blip, and it's up and away. And look, we laid out the case in the Max Out Savings Court. We've been talking about this show that this economy is slowing down. And, it, and there was three things in our mind that slowed this economy, this first quarter down. And this – and and – and why we think this is real. And this is important because the, the, the San Francisco Fed is coming out with the thing saying that, well, look, it, the, the, revi- the seasonal adjustments haven't been correct over the last couple of years because we've slowed down in the first quarter. So they're still trying to spin it like this economy is working. Let me get – I got a message for the, for the San Francisco Fed. Open your eyes and take a look at the real economy. Tell you what, go back and pick up your your economics 101 book at the at the San Francisco Fed and why don't you reread it again? I know it's very basic economics and it's not the super high level economics that you people do, but it happens to be in the real world. It, this economy slowed down for three reasons. One of them is a strong dollar. The dollar has had one of the biggest short-term moves in 20 or 30 years. It's gone up against mo- almost every major country in the world except China. In and what that's done is if the dollar is stronger, that means that exporters, people that are selling products overseas like Caterpillar or uh GM or companies or uh in, any of just millions of companies that we have, their products become more expensive if the dollar drops 15%, which means that their products suddenly became 15% more expensive or if they kept it in local currency terms the same, the price wouldn't they would get 15% less money and then the drop in oil prices we have been writing about this and talking about this since July of last year or August when the oil started going down that this was a problem it was going down more than people thought and then we've been pointing out and we've been saying it look the economy in the United States has recovered because of the shale boom. And nobody on, in Washington wanted to admit that because basically they all want to eliminate – not they all, but but the, the Democrats and particularly Barack Obama wants to eliminate the oil business for a couple of reasons. He's convinced we're polluting the planet in, in, with carbon. And then the, the oil people tend to be conservatives. They work hard and uh, they tend to be Christians, all of which are a threat to Barack Obama. And so he despises he despises Texas. I mean, he's attacked the oil business. He's attacked NASA. He he's, he shut down the manned space program. And I mean, I could go on. He had Continental Airlines moved up to Chicago. You know, one of his college roommates, Sismic, was running the company, so he moved it to Chicago, and turned it into United Airlines, now the crappiest airline in the United States. And uh, it went from the best to the worst. Am I right? I, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. Okay, and then, <laughs> and then the third thing is Obamacare, and and there's some really good research that says when 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 healthcare costs go up, other parts of consumer spending go down, and mm-hmm. this is a big deal because remember, most people get their most people get their at the beginning of the year they get their in December they get their new hey your healthcare is going to cost this much next year routine right right, right. well. Obamacare, the costs have been going up substantially for everyone every year. So people are getting these 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 percent 
health care increases. Well, that money's got to come out of somewhere. So the economy is clearly slowing down uh, in the first quarter. And this is a big deal. It, and you have to look at the truth and understand things. And and. So that would then, at the same time that they're finding out that their gas prices are a little bit lower, they're going to have to spend more on their insurance and their health care. Yeah. So it's it's kind of balancing it all out, and if not tipping it the other direction. Well, it, it, what people didn't figure is they didn't look at health care costs. They all looked at the drop in oil prices and said, well, look, we're going to have – everyone's going to have more money to spend, and right. that's not what happened. So the economy very clearly slowed down in the first quarter, and this is the big deal. Don't listen to these cheerleaders in Washington and on CNBC telling you how great it is because it's not. Go ask the person at, at next door that lives next door to you. He'll tell you that. Right. Now, let's take a call from Pat. Hey, good morning. Uh, morning, you Pat. Know, with uh, the first quarter now officially – uh, contracting and waiting for just one more quarter in a row to call that a recession. Uh, you have to start to wonder uh, about foreign currency and if there is uh, a play there, uh, are there any foreign currencies that might be uh, good options for investment? And with the background of all that, that uh, oil and gas is still priced in U.S. dollars worldwide, and that is, I think, likely to continue, or do you see that changing? Yeah, that, that, that I think, is going to continue, although they, they might look at a basket. But one of the reasons – all these companies, countries would like to get off of pricing oil in dollars. But here's the thing. The rest of them, they're all importing oil yeah, into their countries. When the dollar goes up and their currency goes down, uh, when oil, in, uh, in, in oil terms – if the dollar's going up, it makes the oil cheaper in their currency and gives them an edge. And so the, on one side, they all like to dump the dollar, but on the other side, they're, they're very cognizant of the fact that, that the oil is, is very inversely correlated to the dollar. It, it, it's remarkably so. So it gives these guys some, somewhat a way to, to, to dampen the, uh, the inflationary st- uh, shocks that, that would hit their economy. So, look, we're starting to take a look at some of the, the currencies out there. The Brazilian real, some of the other ones have gone down quite a bit. And I think one of the ways going forward, and we're going to talk about this later in the show, is we think we're going to make – to navigate through this is going to be currencies. Currencies is going to be one of the big stories this year. It's going to be currencies and liquidity. And currencies are going to affect the move. And so remember, if you own an investment overseas and that currency drops 15%, that means you're, that means if all things stay equal – your investment goes down 15%. But now that it's dropped 15%, I can take my stronger dollars and buy that investment 15% cheaper, and that's what we're taking a look at. Good question. Thank you. Does that answer the question? Yes, th- yes thanks very much. Okay, and yeah, so I think we want to take a look at the Canadian dollar, and we want to take a look at the Brazilian real. We're looking at some other stuff. I want to remind folks, you can call in as well if you have a question. number to call is 713-339-1070. Be happy to answer your call. Ted's here until 11 this morning, as we are each and every Saturday morning. Now, we're talking about the economy, and the numbers weren't quite as good as the so-called, what you call it, the cheerleaders in Washington would, yeah. would like us to believe. What does Max Out Savings then recommend that we – where do you guys well, yeah, come it, in it, to play on this? And here's, and here's the deal. Uh, the reason they're cheerleading this, 
is because the, the policies they're getting in place in Washington, they're pretty much got Obamacare in. They're putting in the immigration programs. They're putting in the, the EPAs coming up with these huge negative uh, things for farming and other things that are all slowing the economy down. So as long as they can keep telling you things are good, you don't notice it. And mm-hmm. that's the reason why the cheerleading from from uh, uh, Washington and also from CNBC and in, in, in the media is because – <laughs> they all have a vested interest in these in these uh, more socialist programs coming up. Now, here's the deal: we we looked at we looked at the the uh, some other numbers have come out. On Friday, we got the PMI number, which is the Chicago Purchasing Managed number. This is a number a lot of people watch because typically, if if you're running the company and if business is picking up or slowing down. You know, you're call you're talking to the purchasing people and say, "Hey, we need to pick up some more steel because we've got more orders for drill pipe, or or uh, we, we we hey we we need some more we need some more uh, copper. We've got to put in some more uh, thick uh, electrical. Uh, we're getting a lot of orders for new generators and electrical mm-hmm. equipment. And so these the purchasing people tend to get your your they tend to pick up changes in the economy. Now the PMI number was expected to come in at fifty three. It came in at forty. 46.2, which is negative. Uh, the way the purchasing manager works, number works is if it's over 50, the, econ- the econ- economy is growing and expanding. If it's under 50, it's contracting. So this is a, another big negative, and this is confirming the fact that the economy is not roaring back. It, 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 and, and so, and this goes into what we've been saying. We, we've been saying it in the Max Out Savings Report for the last I want to say nine months, we've been saying this economy is slowing. We said the dollar's slowing the economy. It's slowing corporate earnings. We And the other thing was we made, we said people do not understand how big of a part of the economy the oil industry is, particularly the shale. Shale oil is a game changer on a number of of, of, of things. And one of them is it's much more capital intensive. And so it's brought, it's caused capital spending to ramp up worldwide in energy from about 400 billion up to about 800 billion, doubling since 2007. And that that was the, you realize Texas created the the vast majority of the jobs created since the recession have come out of Texas due to the oil and gas spending. And so so what we, we were saying is, look, you can't have Texas supporting the entire economy and the oil and gas sector have oil go from fifty to from a hundred to fifty and not expect the economy to slow down. And so while these other jackasses on CNBC Steve Leisman and we're talking the feds and, and these idiots at the fed were talking up the economy is getting better and just saying it was no oh it snowed in winter or there was a port strike we were saying no look at the economic numbers and this is important and this is what's affecting things and and we're and and, and what I want to do is in the next segment, I'm going to draw this together to understand, for you to understand what's happening. But what this is telling us is you're going to have to be materially more cautious. The the numbers are not coming in for for earnings for 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 uh, for, for the uh, the S and P 500 companies, and yet the stock market keeps going up. Uh, I just noticed uh, Kohl's was off that last week. It was off huge. Mm-hmm. Kohl's, Walmart, Target. Uh, 
Coors. That's one of the hot ones. All the women love to go to Coors. <laughs> Ryan, do you go to Coors? <laughs> nope. No. Okay. The one woman that doesn't one, go to okay. Coors. Well, oh, well. It, they're, they were off big. <laughs> and so all the – so retail people aren't spending money. Uh, industrial production is dropping. It's dropped for five months in a row. I mean, and so the economy is very clearly slowing. And so what we have is, is we have a stock market at record high. It's being pushed up by – by the the lowest interest rates in the history of the United States by a Federal Reserve that has ultra ultra low interest rates going. And you mentioned something just before we came on the air today about a black swan. I, I yeah, want you we're to going to be talking about you, that. Is in that the coming segment. up in the next yes. segment? Okay, because yeah, yeah. that is something that just really made the light come on for me as far as the economy yeah, is we're, concerned. Yeah, we're going to really just yeah, and that's what's so interesting. And, and, and this is what's happening out there. And so, but the Fed is now saying, "Look, we're going to raise rates because okay. because the wealthy people in this." in this uh, country and the top investors now have the Federal Reserve in their sights because they feel like the Federal Reserve is manipulating asset prices and that's become a major problem out there. Now, let's take a quick call from James. How are you? Hey, James, fine. Yourself? Doing great, doing great. Hey, quick question for you. With the state of the economy and general financial system and the Federal Reserve monkeying around with all their programs, what do you think really could possibly, do you think bond mutual funds or, or really safe. Uh, I'm afraid that when the market goes down, the f- bond funds might crash too. What are your thoughts on that? And I'll hang up and listen. Okay, thank that. That's that's a great. I tell you what, that's the money question out there, James. Look, here's my thinking near term on bonds. We have the lowest bond rates in history in the short run. The, the longer ones have run up some. If this economy is slung like we think it is, I don't think you're going to see a big jump up in rates near term. I think the Fed wants to raise r- short term rates. Sometime with it this year, and but if if the economy slows and the stock market starts selling off, then bond bond prices will drop. And when you probably have to really worry about bond yields is going to be sometime late this year or next. Then you're going to have a liquidity problem in in the bond market. But and that'll probably happen with some type of currency problem or something else. But near term, I think they're going to hold right now. So we're not looking for bonds to move up. The the, the point James makes is there's a real concern out there that once people start selling bonds, they're all going to start selling at one time. And that's the one thing we want to watch. And, and the only thing that would change what I'm saying now is if, if the bond market breaks above some key levels, which we're working to identify. We don't think that's going to happen. We think near term, the stock market is going to have a substantial sell-off, and that's going to put a floor underneath bond prices and yields are going to drop. Near, near term, and then later on they're going to go up. And particularly, I have a tremendously high confidence fact that the Fed eventually will panic. We're going to get ourselves into inflation. And I think we, we, we've got a break coming yes, up. Yes, we do. I want to remind folks before we get into that break, we've been talking a lot about the Max Out Savings newsletter. It's easy to get it, and it's delivered right into your email box. There's no uh, spamming you with a bunch of other things. You just get the newsletter and all the information that's included. Go to the website, and you can sign up for that newsletter, and also sign up if you would like and uh, get an appointment with Ted and let him talk to you one-on-one about all these uh, these things that matter as far as your savings are concerned. Maxoutsavings.com is the website. Go there, get signed up for the newsletter, and we'll be back to talk more about your savings coming right up. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. 
This is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. We've seen a lot of volatility in the financial markets recently. Do you have a plan in place to protect your retirement? Max Out Savings can lead you through these troubling times so you can enjoy your retirement. Retirement should be a time to follow your dreams, not to worry about your investments. Let Max Out Savings be your retirement partner. Set up an appointment with us at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Or call us at 713-627-0400. That's 713 Hi, this is Sam Malone. You get in your car, start her up, get ready to head to work, and it's making some funky noise. Your car's making a noise, and well, you know what? That probably means something's wrong. And these kinds of problems don't fix themselves. You want a trustworthy service center where you can go to get great help, obviously, for your car. You want a fair price. You want a family-owned business. That's why we tell everyone to go to Freedom Automotive, 13000 403 Murphy Road in Stafford, right next to the Stafford Center. Family owned and operated. You pull up, they take great care of you. Now they'll take care of your domestic cars, your Asian cars, their service center, their collision center, takes care of all cars. They work with your insurance company, people you can trust. And as the temps are getting warmer, is your AC ready for the summer? A complete AC tune-up for you for only $49.95 plus Freon. That's an amazing price from Freedom Automotive. Online, freedomauto.com. Freedomauto.com. When you go to work in the morning, you have plenty of choices. However, only one morning show can inform and entertain you at the same time. It's the Sam Malone Show. We take issues seriously and try to put a smile on your face, too. Along with J.P. Pritchard, Chuck Tiller, and Tom Fontaine, Sam Malone covers everything from local to national news, talking with key newsmakers, getting to the truth, and letting you know what's really happening. The Sam Malone Show, weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on AM 1070. The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. We're back on the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, Kevin, what is, uh, what's, what's the number people can call in at? The number to call in on this uh, morning is 713-339-1070. If you have a question about your savings, about your retirement, or any of the topics that we're talking about today, oil is a big topic today that we've been talking about, and I believe that's... Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. We've got we, more we've to got say. We've got a lot, lot to say, actually. I wanted to sit there and touch base, uh, but uh, I think it was two years ago I was in... Uh, uh, we're at a conference, and I got to. I, I think it was in Singapore. Yeah, it was. As a matter of fact, with with and and one of the speakers was uh, the. I think it was the Skybridge conference. In, it was Nassim Talib. Someone and Nassim it was known for. He wrote a book called The Black Swan. Mm-hmm. And what the Black Swan was was most swan. They they had different color swans, but they didn't have any black swans. So they didn't, it was a mythical animal. So no one thought it existed. But then when they went to Australia, the British sailed to Australia in the 1600s, they discovered the black swans were there. And so it was like, and the reason is, is that it's something that no one believed was possible, but suddenly became possible. And and what would happen would in in the financial world the black swan is something that's unexpected that people don't think is possible but then suddenly becomes possible as in the stock market crash in in 1987 in the idea that that the the uh the real estate could collapse and the wall street banks could fail would be an unexpected possibility that nobody thought could ever happen mm-hmm. and 
And so we're pretty good at black swans at max out savings and bonds. I mean, that's kind of, you know, some of my mentors were some of the really the people that just these guys were able to sit there and really understand markets and understand how things would go and really understood the difference between an economy and understood that it was a unique animal that functions a certain way and not really really a a hydrodynamics problem like the Fed seems to believe. But... uh, it, 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 and so we were able to, you know, anticipate the crash in 87. And, and we, we wrote about, you know, in 1999, the tech bubble, that was pretty obvious. It was overvalued. I don't want to mm-hmm. claim that I saw anything that anyone else didn't. <laughs> and then in, in 2007, in the Max Out Savings Report, we wrote about, hey, there's a perfect storm coming. And then we wrote, we looked, we analyzed the balance sheets of the of the big investment banks on Wall Street. And we said they were going to fail. We wrote about this. This is why we've had top strategists on Wall Street getting our our free newsletter because of the, some of the stuff we've written and and, and but we analyzed the balance sheets and saw that they were growing at about 25% every 9 months and we realized that hey these guys are buying individual loans and these things are going to go bad cuz you can't possibly put this together it's going to deconstruct which is what happened but no, not when we said that nobody said any no one thought that was going to happen in Recently, what we have is everybody all not everybody but but the but people like the federal reserve is they 're out trying to analyze and see they 're talking about liquidity problems like we are i m f is out there talking about that uh the the European Central Bank today has a story they 're writing about possible liquidity problems and mismatches. Uh, with uh, investments in Europe and around the world the, the The Bank of International Settlements has done some really good work which we 've read about the it 's a big Swiss uh, banking uh, group that that 's really mm-hmm. written about uh, the the problems with debt uh, uh, of in, in the emerging market debt has gone up about i want to say five four five trillion dollars denominated in u s dollars This could be a problem everybody 's out there searching for the black swan when we 've been doing this in the past, nobody looked for them okay. And this is the question, and this is an important question I want you to understand out there. What if it's not a black swan, okay, that everybody's looking for, but what if the other swans die off instead? Nobody's looking for that. And by that is, what if it's not something out of the blue, like Greece defaulting or China collapsing, but what if it's the U.S. economy and the rest of the economies of the world just start slowing down? Has anybody given any thought to that could possibly be a problem? And, and if you look what's happening, and, and this is very important, if you look what's happening in the world right now, the Chinese economy is slowing down, the, the, the uh, a, a emerging markets economy is slowing down, Europe is trying to, Europe had a couple good numbers and claim their economy is picking up, I don't believe it, by the way, Russia's economy is slowing down, and the United States had a negative four-tenths of percent growth rate, GDP, negative, and, and, and the PMI number for May just came out negative, which means the economy is contracting according to the Chicago purchasing managers. Mm-hmm. And so what if it's not a black swan, but what if the other swans are all dying off? And so they were so busy looking for the other swans, they didn't pay attention to their little flock of swans swimming around in the lake, and those swans are dying. Very good analogy. I mean, that one, when you mentioned that, it's like you see the whole big picture then. And I guess that's what you guys are, are there for at, at Max Out Savings. So you, you're looking at the big picture where a lot of people are actually looking for well, that it, black swan. Yeah, and, that, and, and that's what I think people – and so in the reason we're pointing out is the U.S. economy, negative first quarter mm-hmm. GDP, 
weak second quarter, everyone's saying it's going to come back tomorrow, which it's not doing, and we have a stock market very near record high prices because nobody's paying attention to the slowing economy. They're so busy looking for the for the little swans flying around that their flock of swans is dying. Mm-hmm. And that they're not feeding theirs. They're out looking around for the swans, and they forgot to feed their swans and their swans. It, it, this is and, and so the economy is 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 slowing down, and everybody's looking for what disasters on the horizon that they're not understanding that they should be paying attention to what's right in front of them, and that's the U.S. economy is slowing down, mm-hmm. and our stock markets at record prices, and this is why we at Max Out Savings Advisors have moved our our clients into a substantial amount of cash, and we're going to stay there up until the point where we think we get a fair va- fair returns for our clients without taking materially amounts of risk in their portfolios. And th- and this is this is 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 the the crux of the situation. I, I saw a, a report in. Uh, my Goldman Sachs by uh, he a guy came up with the CAPE ratio. Uh, professor uh, was it Schiller, I believe. Mm-hmm. His comment was, "What's different from the 1920s isn't that U.S. stock in the 1930s that U.S. stocks are overvalued, but real estate was kind of cheap and other things were cheap and interest rates and money funds was pretty good, in but in bonds were were." had to pay a good yield. This time, everything in the world is very expensive, and that's very unique. Now, you said cash was what we should pay attention to. What, are you talking gold? What exactly are you uh, you recommending? You know, we, we have some positions in the gold and silver uh, stocks in Precious, because I think they're going to do well later on. What I'm talking about is you want very liquid assets, okay. that, that you want the type of liquidity that people are going to flock to themselves when when they, when they they get worried, and so you want money funds, you want short term treasury bills, you want maybe some ETFs on treasury, something uh, things that people are going to flock to. Go, oh no, I didn't realize that this was happening, and when they come rushing back to safety, what's an ETF? You mentioned it. The, the, sometimes I get lost in that, some that's, of your. That's the the bond ETF on the three okay. to five year, okay, the three to seven year treasuries. I think it's EIE or, uh, I think yeah, I think it's EIE. Uh, on that and, and, and those, but that so that's what so that's that's what we're saying here today is what if everybody's looking around the world for a potential problem and they're so worried about risk that they're looking all over the place and they're not looking at 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 the risk that's right in front of them which is the US economy right. and, and and so that that's what and this is why this PMI number and the shock that that we had a negative GDP number uh was a big thing. And the market kind of held up real well and then sort of fell apart Friday afternoon in the last couple minutes of the day. And I I think people are going to become more and more concerned about this. Now, if you've got a question or comment, we're coming up here and end the show about this. Give us a call. What's that number? 713-339-1070. 713-339-1070 is the number to call. And you can talk directly with, Ch- with Ted. Uh, we also encourage you to go to the website once again and sign up for that uh, free newsletter. Uh, the maxoutsavings.com is the web the website no it's not don't put the the part in there just maxoutsavings.com and uh get signed up you'll get a lot of good information coming directly into your email the you know i wanted to touch base on uh i, I saw a, a story this weekend on bloomberg on super tanker rates rising mm-hmm. and and what they're saying is there's a lot of production in the world coming on there's about 485 billion dollars worth of billion barrels of oil million barrels of oil 485 million barrels of oil on the seas right now, starting in June, is going to be heading out. Now, that sounds like a lot, but understand, I think we use about 92 million 
barrels total every day worldwide. But there's also another 20 million barrels in storage where they're just parking the tankers off the Gulf Coast or off of Singapore. And and then there's but if you look at it the 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 there's about 1.2 billion barrels of of storage in the United States which is a lot for us. And and that that storage is up about 151 million barrels. Uh in in over the last year. So a lot of excess capacities come on the market. And so what I think this is telling us at Max Out Savings Advisors is we're not looking for oil prices to go back up at the seventy or eighty dollars anytime quickly. Now if ISIS takes over Baghdad or or some oil fields, it's a different story. But looking all things being equal, this is what we're seeing. And so a couple things we're looking at here is is What's going to happen with oil prices and what's going to, you know, and what and what about company prices and, and what are some of the ramifications for this? And by the way, you can give us a call, 713-339-1070, right here in the Maxwell Savings Show. I think, I think, look, the oil business is reacting much quicker to these lower oil prices than anybody thought. Now, that's kind of the good news is these guys are reacting very quickly and they're getting their drilling costs dropping the 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 cost to to produce oil have dropped about 30%. So there's a lot of these guys that are making pretty good money at $60 a barrel for oil. And and I think going forward is we're going to see who the good operators are that can get their costs down and have good high quality low cost fields. And in in the past it's always been in the old business, it's always been a low-cost field. So if you've got some field off of Beaumont, you drill into Spindletop, and boom, the oil comes pouring out of the ground. That's a pretty cheap, cheap place to drill oil. Mm-hmm. If you're drilling off the coast of of Brazil in 6,000 feet of water and having to drill down 12,000 feet, that's in the subsalt or deeper. That's a that's an expensive. That might cost you 120 bucks a barrel or more to get out of the ground. And so in the past, it used to be how cheap your field was. With shale, it's a little different. It's you have to have a good, good high quality rock, but it's going to be the op, the guys that can operate very efficiently to get the oil out of the ground. The, the, it, it becomes almost a manufacturing process, kind of a cross between manufacturing and mining. So, what is it that the oil companies are doing then to cut those costs? Are they cutting back capital expenditures? What What are they doing? They're, they're cutting back capital expenditures. Unfortunately, they're laying some people off. Mm-hmm. Bonuses are going away. But they're also getting much more creative. It used to take like 45 days to drill a well, and now it's taking like uh, – actually, it took about 30 days to drill a well. Now they're getting it down to about 20 days mm-hmm. on some of these projects. So the really good ones are going, hey, how can we get this rig in here, get this well drilled, boom, 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 get down there and get out of there quickly because the rig costs us money every day it's there, you know, how mm-hmm. many thousands of dollars a day, and then we have to have everything else running it. And then they're, they're, they're figuring, well, instead of doing uh, a 2,000-foot lateral, let's go 5,000 feet laterally drilling. And that, that costs us a little more, but we get that much more production. Now, when they cut back on certain things in the production process, capital expenditures, for example, what all would that include? And how would that trickle down then, I guess, as to use Reagan's terms, I guess, to uh, to the guys in other related businesses? Well, and that's why oil price, that's why the economy is slowing in the first quarter, because 
energy prices have fallen, and so people are cutting back their capital expenditures, and this is why the economy is slowing. But the oil companies in Houston, Texas, that are going to do well are the guys that are, be, are efficient. We are the most efficient, most innovative country on the planet. Yeah, China is really good at coming in, stealing our our secrets through cyber terror at cyber attacks. They've been brilliant at that and stealing all our technology. The Chinese might be the best thieves in the world. We're the best. We're the most innovative brightest and quickest people in the world. And in the end, we're going to beat the Chinese. And, and, and so what we're doing here is is looking around and, and maximizing our returns in the oil and gas business by becoming the most efficient people. Some of these people like Southwestern Energy up in the woodlands, these guys, have, they kind of hone their skill on, on some of their acreage wasn't quite as good, but they've got kind of an edge because they've gotten very good at, at producing these things very cheaply. EOG is another one. These guys are very innovative. They've cut the cut the well from, I think, I want to say 30 days to 20 days. Don't hold me on that number, but it's somewhere in there. They're efficient. And so the guys that are, are going to survive this, a couple things, have low levels of debt, they're very efficient, and they've got good fields. So is this a good time to make an investment into the oil companies? That's a good question, Kevin. I think you hold off a little bit. I think oil prices are dropping back some, and I think they're a little ahead of themselves uh, on the because the earnings power is not going to go back up to $100 anytime soon. So you, I think they back off some, and then that's going to give you a good opportunity. We're, we're really pretty cautious right now. By, by the way, coming up here on the end of the show, if you haven't gone to the website and signed up for our free Max Out Savings Report, we talk a lot about what we're talking on the radio show. We write about in the reports, common 401k mistakes, a lot of stuff to help you save money, a lot of things, different ideas on where things are going, on changes in the tax code, uh, changes in the inheritance. It's a lot of stuff in there. It's it's all free. Just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. And if you need help with your retirement, I'll be happy to help you out. Just go to the website and you can sign up for a free meeting with me at maxoutsavings.com. Remember our motto, save aggressively and invest conservatively. We'll see you next week right here in the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.